0: Good evening, people. Welcome to the third episode of Genre Breakdown. Uh, For today's episode, my special guest is Professor Diaz. Say hi, Professor. Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Closer,
0: yeah? Like here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That works. So, um, today's episode, we're going to be uh, talking about a very specific, very niche genre, in my opinion, which I'm very happy to have. Professor Dias, for because I feel like he knows way more than me on this topic. So, professor, what are we going to be talking about this Can time? We're going
1: to talk about La Movida, yep. La Movida Madrileña. Not only from Madrid, but uh, the new wave in Spain in the 1980s.
0: Yeah, and so, yep. uh, so what does uh, new wave mean for you as, as a genre?
1: Okay, so I, I was trying to I was trying to change it from mm, new wave mm, in the English meaning, Mm -hmm. because La Movida is, I think it's a specific Spanish word, which sometimes they were calling it La Nueva Ola, uh, which would be the new wave in the sense that it was coming kind of imported from from the British English new wave, possibly. Um, So basically it is, we're talking about a movement, a cultural movement, which emerged in Madrid, but it also developed in different cities, I would Definitely, say Vigo and Barcelona. Barcelona, uh, starting in around the year nineteen eighty, which meant a sudden explosion of all kinds of l- l- new bands. Yeah. Or pop. Yeah. Pop yeah. Punk rock, but mostly exactly. new pop. So yep. in this
0: way, uh, it is very similar to the uh, American and British new wave scene uh last uh, episode with professor homer we bre- we very briefly ma- mentioned uh, new wave as uh as like a uh genre that uh, emerged from post punk uh okay. in the uk uh and like new wave bands would be a lot more uh, poppy as you would say they would take the pop aspect of the of the post punk add the uh, ability to it uh, the biggest band in the uk and like international band being talking heads which are still incredibly popular and they still have a lot of listeners on spotify so it's kind of interesting to see how worldly that still kind of correlates between it kind of being the same thing uh before the before this episode i knew nothing about the genre so i attempted to educate myself on a lot of it and i can definitely say and you guys will hear it as well when we have the music breaks uh, that it is very similar to what you would consider American new wave, but it has its own twist of it. It has the yeah. world
1: twist of it, it has the ethno twist of
0: it. So, uh, were you around Spain during the time when that was happening?
1: Yeah, I was around. I mean, I have been around Spain until the 1990s for sure. So, yeah, I was a teenager at the
0: time. Mm-hmm. And how, like, were
1: you involved in the whole scene? I was listening to it. I was never playing. I was listening to it and dancing to it. Uh, a little bit afterwards, because I would be 18 in 1986, around. So, I mean, I was listening to pop and rock music uh, starting in 1984 or so. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, I, I went into it a few years after. And then I started going to some concerts. I mean, I my devotion for concerts has been more into rock and roll. Mm-hmm. So some of the some of the bands in in La Movida, I have I have reached them a few years afterwards. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but wouldn't you say that this is very similar to rock and roll in terms of a culture? Wouldn't you consider a countercultural movement just like rock and roll was?
1: I would. Uh, I mean, it is definitely a countercultural movement. The way it starts, the way it generated. The thing is that it, it you know. It, it, so saying it, it becomes an, it's there's an explosion around the 1980 the year 1980 and then p- new bands start uh, developing in different ways so bands which start as part of la movida they become rock and roll bands mm-hmm. and thinking about siniestro total definitely is a, is one of the best rock and roll bands i know loquillo is a rocker loquillo y los trogloditas um, some bands which are close to la movida are clearly rock bands like like burning others they develop into some sort of pop more in the kind of new wave um yeah. sense i mean yeah
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. i can definitely mm, see it uh, listening to some of it especially like early recordings they have a lot of um, like youth Energy to them. They, they very, were young. They were young. All of them were <laughs> some young. of them.
1: Some of them were teenagers at, yeah. the, time, at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is a very
0: common thing to uh, see around, like uh, in general, in these types of uh, movements. Uh, the, uh, and that's why i would consider this at least sonically it's, it seems very countercultural to me hmm. with the only difference that that is, see is that i think that it developed a little bit later than the british one uh yeah I've seen. definitely especially because as you said some bands took great inspiration from the from the yeah. uh, uh, british bands at the time hmm. be it like uh, the more punk side the more pop side with uh with uh, bands like uh, the Clash which i found a lot of similarities between the Clash and some yeah. of the bands where um, where where i heard definitely d- yeah like just now uh, but they also have the pop aspect of it and yeah it's in uh, my opinion extremely interesting so in, in terms of the development of the genre so when do you think like what would you call like the beginning of it
1: i think the beginning is the is everything is around the, the year 1980 I mean, you uh, you will not be in
0: 1980.
1: ah nineteen eighty yeah yeah uh, you will not be able to play Maripili, mm-hmm. which is a, a very special song because it's a band that lasted for about one year. Yep. They had this hit Maripili in, mm-hmm. the, in the in in the summer of nineteen eighty. It was the summer song. Mm-hmm and then they all went into different projects and they and they started developing new bands okay Mm -hmm. and 1980s 1980 to 1982 are two years of of generation of of all kinds of bands which will will then develop through the 1980s
0: yeah yeah i mean uh that's uh, i from what i have researched i would say that it goes a little bit earlier it wouldn't. I wouldn't exactly say it would be the year uh, 1980. I would put it a little bit earlier, as like 78, uh, 78 maybe, uh, which is one year after the London Calling by the Clash, which for uh, two, which were two episodes in a row, I have already been calling probably the most influential uh, album around that time, um, and. Uh, i i think that a lot of the these bands the, that i'm listening to have uh, have been great uh, like uh, that i listened to to prepare for this episode have been greatly inspired uh by them with uh, okay let's talk about it now uh the first band that 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 we're going to talk about kaka deluxe right yeah yep, <laughs> uh, but um i uh, so so you probably know them
1: better than me do, do you remember when they were around uh, two years they lasted, 78... Sorry, they lasted two years, 78 to 1980, okay? Uh, but it's a foundational band because I was taking note of the of the members. There's three people in Caca Deluxe who are Carlos Berlanga, Nacho Canut, Alaska. Olvido Gara, Alaska, who is a crucial uh, person in, in La Movida. Uh, they moved from Caca Deluxe to... Later, paralysis Permanente. Mm-hmm. Later, the different bands from from Alaska. Okay, so so it's so it's uh, a kind of a kind of foundational band, mm-hmm. uh, which is an antecedent for for a series of other projects which yeah. come in the following years. Yeah. yeah, and this is something which I noticed about them when I was listening
0: to them. They very much uh, like I can absolutely see them being like the first snow wave band. In my opinion, they carry the. Do-it-yourself attitude that comes, that comes from punk, that comes from post-punk, mm-hmm. uh, extremely cheap band. Uh, I don't know, like I listened only to their EP. They have a se- their self-titled EP, which only has four songs on it. Yeah. But uh, all of these four songs are first of all greatly inspired by uh, American and British music, in my opinion. And they are also uh, very low uh, quality recordings. Uh, all of it. Uh, they
1: are they are the recordings which they sent to uh to the to our rock um con- contest in, yeah. in madrid uh-huh. okay so i don't know if they won it or they got the second position no, they, they probably won it which 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 meant in in 1978 okay yeah so so it's it's extremely basic uh production yeah and you you, you can hear the reverberation of the of the yep. guitars and yeah. it's it's like yeah. very Uh, But
0: it's great, I personally think it's great, I find this type of music extremely Interesting because this is people's music. It's made by by not by big companies. It's not like a major label music. It's literally three friends coming out and coming up like writing whatever they feel like, coming up with an album. Something else about them which I noticed, which is very similar to Western music, is so that kind of I've seen like now when I'm looking at their Spotify, uh, that has kind of progressed uh, a bit since uh, their EP. But so so their EP is like. Four songs, eight minutes long. Uh, right, it's like extremely short songs. Uh, punk, so,
1: punk. Yeah, this that sort of tradition.
0: Exactly. Brr, very yeah. quickly. Yeah, very quickly shoot a song out a minute and a half two minutes whatever yeah. and then just you're done with it but much like how punk uh, progressed, I can see that they because uh, on Spotify they have one album they probably have one album in general which is like 14 minutes they have
1: minutes. that one and, and one they, they produced uh, a couple of years later yeah I but believe. this
0: is I think that this is what I'm looking at their only album on Spotify I think is a compilation between the EP and the album okay. like like it's just everything right. on one disc Uh, mm. they actually did go longer they went like four minutes three minute songs which is very in tune with like the punk mm. culture so this band is very like i i very much like fell in love with this band when, when i listened to them because you can literally see the whole punk evolution of, of a sub-genre in this in this album right r- right here it's called uh i'm sorry for this pronunciation las Can-cones. canciones
1: las canciones
0: La- las canciones malditas malditas malditas
1: the yeah damn songs huh the damned
0: ah, the, the damned songs yeah yeah and and that's it and then they
1: disbanded and they went to form other bands yep. which uh, one of them was which one did you say so definitely um paralysis permanente yeah. which we are going to listen to later and and later the bands from Alaska Alaska is a crucial person in the in, in this story did she was like 15 16 year old yeah. in 78 she was yeah. she was a teenager uh not a wonderful musician but a very special character yeah. None uh-huh. of them
0: were wonderful musicians not at the beginning (laughs) no not at the beginning they all played for fun Uh, okay any other bands that you say were crucial for the formation
1: of the genre at those years yeah I'm uh, talking
0: between what you would consider the classical uh, like period when it got big when it actually got big in in uh,
1: late 1970s yeah okay early 1980s what would happen immediately after would be the emergence of bands like you have you have checked on Natsa Pop around 1980, Natcha Pop, Radio Futura, um, uh, Alaska y los Pegamoides, Mm -hmm. uh, Loquillo, I have mentioned. So there's, I was saying, between 1980 and 1982, there's an explosion of bands which become very popular, and and then you can can say that that you have a, a new... A new wave, <laughs> yeah, and, and and it's being played in all clubs, and and, and the, it generates a dancing also because we will listen to, yeah, to, to a little bit later. Yeah. I mean, it, the the sound is more, much more danceable. So it's yeah. not so punk, more pop.
0: Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Just how uh, new wave generally goes. Uh, talking heads were a big like uh, club hit. They they used to be played on radio all the time, mm-hmm. unlike punk. Uh, so yeah, but um, what was I going to say? Something about ah yes in the uh, like in the beginning here in, in the formation you can see a lot uh, more punk elements as opposed to new wave elements as opposed to pop elements with these bands you can see like the songs that we're going to listen to in, in a little bit uh, it's all there from punk the distorted guitars the fast tempos yeah. it's all there right the uh, same drum beat over every yeah. single song it's the same it's, uh, it's It's all there but it is more mellow it is more more uh, mellow than what? Um, than, like, uh, than punk, like let's say hardcore like punk yeah, yeah the English like hardcore punks It's more mellow. It's uh, slower, and it's and it is more melodic than it. Just Uh, a little bit, just a little bit, enough to the point where you can sprout a new genre from it. Mm. Like that's the thing. So yeah, uh, so yeah, just like how last time we listened to uh, "Wire" by Pink Flag, an incredible uh, British uh, uh, proto. Uh, post-punk album, which is very punk in its. Again, it's very similar to this uh, to the uh, Nacha Pop album because it's these short songs, like very short songs, like a minute to a minute and a half. Very different. You DIY. don't mean Nacha Pop. You mean Sorry, sorry. Very different. Yeah. Very short songs, a minute to two minute songs. Uh, fast tempos, but a little bit more. Do it yourself, because I would imagine punk was also exploding in uh, in uh, Spain before this, like in the seventies.
1: I don't think so. I mean not not very well known. I mean punk uh, there's there's a line of punk which will start in around the 1980s independent from this from this process. Yeah. I mean I don't know if you have heard about about Basque bands like Cortatu or La Polla Records. No. Okay, La Polla Records and Cortatu are two bands which are crucial in the north in the Basque country. Yeah. But is that's like Punk rock, and it will it will start around the nineteen uh, around 1990. You have to take I think you have to take into account the political context. Of course, uh, you know Franco did in uh, died in 1975. Yeah. democracy is starting to emerge in 1977, 78. So before those years, I don't think it would be Legal. possible to yeah. develop mm-hmm. a Same really here. breaking. You Same know.
0: here, even though I, I have I didn't live at the time, of course, um, communist Bulgaria also banned all punk rock at the time. It didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, after the fall of communism in '89, that's when we started having a uh, yeah. resurgence of it.
1: Yeah, and you can see a correlation. There, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Okay, so this is for the proto segment, guys. So we're going to have our first music break now, and we are going to leave you with two Kaka deluxe songs because one of the other songs which we wanted to play wasn't on Spotify. <laughs> so we are going to see you guys in the in five minutes. So enjoy these two songs.
2: La pluma eléctrica. Un, dos, tres, cuatro. El veneno de tus labios llenará mi habitación. Tus continuas. Con mi lampa de cristal, que es algo insano, tanto como en el ensueño americano, australiano. Pero qué público más tonto tengo, un dos, tres, cuatro, un dos, tres, cuatro.
0: And we are back after our music break of two Gaga deluxe songs. Very punk, very danceable, very low quality, very DIY. I love them. Uh, they were very low quality cool. as we like it. Yes, low yeah. quality as it should be. Uh, yep. Okay, so let's move into the classical period. So you mentioned a couple of times the explosion of the bands between 1980 and 1982. Yeah. So uh so what uh, like how how did it like what happened uh
1: Uh, i think i mean the the two songs which i brought for the classical period are relatively similar because they are they are also kind of punk wave so um but what basically happens is that is the proliferation i was saying before so 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 what you have is like um people who joined in bands which were very breaking very improvised they reconstituted into different bands which would be better technical quality more pop more mm-hmm. uh, better accomplished songs mm-hmm. maybe they started to i mean when when you have a wave you already have uh, recording houses which are coming with producers and mm-hmm. so the, the quality of the sound improves and they gradually get more professional. So so what, what you get through the 1980s is on not only a proliferation of bands, also a proliferation of a more distinctively, I would say, pop quality with better curated songs. So the punk wave is going to be replaced by a more... Sophisticated pop, yeah. possibly <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. That's how it usually goes, right? Punk
0: becomes pop. You could see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. You could see it in the UK, in the US, absolutely everywhere. So, what is like? Would you say like is like? Uh, so this was pop in in Spain during the. It would 80s.
1: become yeah. What what it becomes in the 1980s? I was mentioning before. Uh, I was mentioning uh, Radio Futura, Alaska, Pegamoides, Nacha Pop. Uh, Golpes Bajos. So it's a series of bands which are going to be uh, kind of producing uh, better Kurt Ford music. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and that, that becomes pop. Yeah. Pop rock, maybe.
0: Yeah. But still, like, you would, it, it's what you would hear on radio. It's what you oh, would. Oh, yes.
1: And what you would dance in the discos. Yeah. The pubs.
0: Yeah. yeah. This is the thing. Yeah. Uh, it's very interesting that this, was, that this became the norm in Spain, I would say, because while they were popular in Britain and in the US, they would never be considered uh, like dance club material. Never really would they, they were danceable, but they had their own niche to it. They had their own niche clubs that they would play it. You you would hear some of it on the radio, but you wouldn't really hear it in clubs. I'm talking about bands like Susie and the Banshees, very famous for their yeah. danceability. Talking Heads also very famous for their danceability. That they wouldn't be in the they they would be considered like group the same, and they would be in their own venues. Also, The Smiths, for example. Yeah. Uh, but yeah so it's interesting that this is what got big in Spain and that and like yeah
1: yeah but we have to I mean because it changes quality definitely it changes the sound changes yeah okay Um, I mean what I'm going to bring the two next songs are very similar to to what I played I I didn't bring you examples of of the more kind of elaborate uh, more commercial I would say styles but but which also became very popular like Radio Futura and Pop. That's more conventional pop, more for the middle classes, I would say. More yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Accommodated love songs la, la, we can play we, we can play songs.
0: we can play some nacho pop songs after this to, yeah. to show what we're talking I mean, about Nata yeah.
1: pop really represents the kind of pop style the, the
0: poppiest kind of the poppiest yeah that's true okay.
1: jolly summertime this kind of thing
0: Yeah. Uh, i would really like uh nacho pop i listened to their self-titled um, album while preparing for this i would say that they are as new wave as they get <laughs> in terms of their sound but uh, I really like their guitar work. I really like mm. the, their yeah. uh, guitar effects. I uh, they like pretty much don't have distortion on any song. It's all clear guitars or uh, yeah. reverb guitars okay. or uh, anything else, which could be considered like this type of uh, n- uh, like. Uh, but it's incredibly pop. It's very pop. They're literally called nacho pop, right? Nacha pop, yes. right? And the they have a song. Uh, you have to confirm this though, because <laughs> I'm not sure I just read about this. So. Uh Chica de Ayer La Chica de Ayer, de Ayer, de Ayer is de Ayer. possibly
1: the most popular song of yeah. a pop yeah. very, very romantic sentimental yeah. it's about the morning after the morning after the one night stand or the morning mm-hmm. after m- making love yeah. with your lovely girl and what's going to happen now la 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 yeah very very popular for many years yeah
0: yeah because um, yeah uh, or well, we will later. play it later uh, yeah. But the idea but my idea was that they really remind me of a band like The Smiths. They really remind me. Have okay. you ever listened to The Smiths? No of course yeah isn't. yeah yeah i they really i think they have very similar type of uh, producing sound yeah. type, uh, type of thing with the difference that nacho pop i think la- lasted for much shorter they were around for like only a couple of years again
1: no nacho pop lasted for about uh, 10 years 80 to 89 i believe
0: yeah yeah you're correct in that <laughs> <laughs> well that's still not that long the smiths are still going on yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. 50 years in they're still yeah. going on obviously uh, yeah yeah what would you consider your favorite band during this period? Oh my
1: god, that's <laughs> a difficult one. Uh in in the in the pop in the pop line, okay, because because I am more into rock and roll, and so so I would I would like other rock and roll bands, but Radio Futura is possibly my in this area. Radio Futura, Golpes Bajos would be the ones, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And that's w- a pop also.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah i mean they're fun uh, i really liked uh, i really liked i would say tequila from the from this rock i i i
1: would i mean they they have a very very explicit kind of melodies and rhythms which are kind of quick That's rock rockabilly
0: yeah i mean yeah but so do in my opinion kaka the they have very rockabilly type of sounds uh okay yeah, yeah they they have like the twang to them it's not just straight up like <laughs> it's yeah. so
1: difficult to distinguish the
0: it, they are they do meld, they do meld into each other but yeah they, they were maybe like the like uh like the the big like the They were like the the band with the commercial hook, the like the stadium band. I would say were Tequila, but I really I really like them. I think they're. uh, Tequila, I I mean this this is an
1: an anecdote from my from my teenage. The first time I ever saw my neighborhood in the outskirts of Madrid completely covered with posters of a band. Mm -hmm. For us, that was completely new. That was in 1980. Okay, Mm -hmm. In, in 1980, my neighborhood appeared full of posters announcing just the band tequila Mm -hmm. and and the name of our record Mm -hmm. and we didn't know this i mean now it's so common yes yeah yeah? so and and so tequila was the 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 first band i would say where they came with um with a huge production Mm -hmm. of of very lively songs which became very popular and they were really bringing people to concerts.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was what I was going to ask you. What about the the concert uh, culture at the time? How would these bands? I, ar- be- I arrived late. There. Uh-huh, okay.
1: <laughs> I started going to concerts in, at the end of the nineteen eighties. Uh, okay. But I mean, there was there's a Sala Sol in Madrid, okay. this, which is which is a, a club where where all these bands were playing. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a number. There's, there's a number of of, of uh nightclubs in madrid which which were the sites of la movida
0: mm. yeah. yeah yeah like this is yeah yeah like, like the this is like what i was kind of asking about so you had these kind of like special venues which I- they would iconic be venues, iconic yeah. venues where this type of music would flourish and there were all the uh like people who would be in the scene would gather there yeah. and then like it would happen yeah. and
1: you had and here i have to remind that there's there's a to me there's three key cities it's madrid it's vigo in galicia in the northwest and it's barcelona Mm -hmm. in different ways different bands and then they would they would rotate they would move Mm -hmm. around yeah but there there are three cities with with their own scene so would you
0: say yeah so would you say that it was very regional based as well
1: Uh, it was different i mean i would to me the, the key word is flourishing you mm-hmm. know like in, in each different city things yeah. were happening in different ways yeah, yeah
0: okay yeah that makes sense that makes sense uh, we just mentioned a couple of times uh, Paralysis Paramente uh, yeah right so
1: and you're going to play Autosuficiencia we which will is a great song
0: yeah so they are really now in terms of like the, this style of music they're really like my my band right so like uh, they are like the go- more the more gothic uh, side of it um yeah. they are like the um, they only uh, again uh, how long did they exist for 3 years yeah uh, actually two like and that. a half yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um they are very much uh, like my niche in terms of this uh movement yeah both in the uh, both like uh, in uh, britain and uh, here as well uh, i really like the the gothic aspect which which they have and i also have always been kind of fascinated by Spanish kind of you have all of these uh, festivals and things which are centered around like death and the dead and whatever and I've always found it kind of fascinating and this really brings it out uh, for me in music Uh, so yeah they are more of a uh, like a death rock or gothic rock type of band
1: Uh, in their aesthetics yeah absolutely topics I would say so yeah yeah
0: Yeah. in their music they're more rock oriented.
1: The music is rock oriented. I love the quality of the sound, the quality of the guitars. I think it's very good.
0: The tone, yeah, I would also the say it's tone. very good. Um, the
1: the the themes mm-hmm. are kind of punk, gothic, uh, kind of destructive. Yeah. Uh, this sort of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. And what about this? So, a couple of years later, after the movement started off in Spain, it branched off into other Spanish-speaking countries as, as, as well. Uh, do you know anything about into it? Latin America. Yeah. For example,
1: I I am not sure where it comes from. I think that for for example. Argentina, you have to get an Argentinian person at some point or a Chilean person because in Argentina and Chile there's a very interesting development of pop and rock which Mm -hmm. I don't know very well Mm -hmm. about But, but there's great rock and roll people there I think they have their own kind of autonomous developments. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say no, they I wouldn't come say. from Spain.
0: Yes, yes, yes. No. I wouldn't okay. say that it developed uh, from there. I would say that it was at least to some extent influenced by the scene but they have their own thing, of course. Yeah. But no, my, my question was more directed as do you have like? Do you uh, have any bands that you like from Latin America which are in this... Uh... From
1: Latin America I was... Let me remember. <laughs> so for example, um... You, we were looking at Los Abuelos de la Nada, yep. which is uh, Andres Calamaro's band in Argentina mm-hmm. before he came over to Spain. Andres Calamaro, in the 1990s, uh, already, you know, age, so he was in his 40s, yeah. he would be developing music in Spain, but but he started in, in Argentina, okay? Tequila, by the way, is a yeah. half-Argentinian, half-Spanish uh, band, because about i think two of the members of tequila were argentinian uh exiles uh-huh. in madrid they didn't argentina know that has yet. its own dictatorship in the 1970s mm-hmm. so so part of the uh, spanish scene mm-hmm. is composed of people who are in exile from from argentina yeah. and tequila they were alejo estivel um alejo estivel for sure and and one other one i, t- I don't remember now they, they are Argentinians yeah. yeah okay it's
0: fine it's fine uh, names are not that important in this uh-huh. uh, but um, yeah like because um, uh, in the guide that I was looking at of uh, when I was preparing for this episode uh, they really emphasized a lot on the Argentinian Chile and the Peru scene uh, as well I really don't know
1: but definitely Chile and Argentina have great bands yeah, yeah.
0: okay yeah for sure and something else that I wanted to ask you about is how did this, you kind of mentioned it a little bit, but I would like you to elaborate a little bit more on it. How do you think that this music tied in politically with what was happening in Spain during the 1980s?
1: Okay, so I was saying, what, what I was saying before, uh, just before we, we came into, into the microphones, I was, I was saying uh, maybe they, they are influenced by the clash in terms of um, sound. Uh, the Clash is a very explicitly political band, mm-hmm. you know, Sandinista and all the yeah, you know, all, yeah. all the topics, and that they're making explicit re- reference to revolution. Um, the bands of La Movida uh, in the beginning, they are very much breaking aesthetically and in terms of, and culturally. They don't really make reference to politics. Okay, so for example, Caca um, Deluxe Lux has. Uh, has a song uh, about the underground, which is very ironically criticizing the the underground in Madrid. Um, They have songs about sadomasochistic relations, Mm -hmm. very explicit songs about self-damage, about uh, a new aesthetic, a new gothic aesthetic. Uh, very explicit songs about relations between men or relations between women. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, so what, what you are having is, a free um, I would say, an expression of freedom. Mm-hmm. It is not addressing the government or it, or it is not addressing the situation with the political prisoners. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. Or, or the political issues which are at the, at the table at the time. Yeah. It definitely means a uh, breach in terms of uh, um, Freedom, freedom cries in, yeah. the, in the ways in which in which punk and goth style can become this. You know, yeah. like, like
0: mm. no, no, I get it. Um, I get it. There, they weren't explicitly. They didn't have a political stance explicitly. Uh,
1: Their political stance is uh, everything is allowed.
0: So yeah, so left. <laughs> in, our As lives, per usual, yeah. in our
1: lives, in our lives, yeah, they're, they're generally left-wing. Yeah. yeah, with some exception.
0: Um, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but even I would say, like, especially like when you just uh, they they were, I mean, at least yeah, because of the everything is allowed, you would then have the provocation, which like yeah. they would all do, like of course, kind of to like challenge the status quo, but not necessarily yeah. going to not
1: with the political topics, yeah, more with the practices, more
0: with the more with the okay, with the
1: partying, with the sexual relations, yeah, but, with the drugs, yeah, no. but
0: they did, yeah, so they did address social issues I- issues in the songs, not necessarily political in the issues, yeah. okay. I think that this is where we're going to close it for this and now we're going to have a music break. And now this is going to be a pretty long music break because we're going to play you three songs and they're not particularly short, but whatever, you guys are going to enjoy them, who cares. <laughs> so uh, we're leaving you with uh, three songs, some gothic, some as pop as they get. So uh, yeah, if you like any of, the, of those, uh, make sure to um, add them to your playlist. Let's go.
3: Miro en el espejo y soy feliz Y no pienso nunca nadie más que en mí Y no pienso nunca nadie más que en mí Leo libros que no entiendo más que yo Oigo tintas que he grabado con mi voz Oigo tintas que he grabado con mi voz Y me corto con cuchillas a afeitar Y me corto con cuchillas a afeitar Me tumbo en el suelo de mi habitación Y veo mi cuerpo en descomposición
0: And we are back after the longest music break in uh, genre breakdown history up until this point. Uh, Okay, so now, uh, Professor, when would you say that this movement ended? When did it die?
1: I think it dies around uh, by 1990.
0: 99 yeah. so the 80s this was the sound this is, of the... this is
1: the movement of the of the 1980s yeah yeah for and sure. and then
0: that uh, like okay yeah do you have like a particular thing that you would tie to that like it, it wouldn't or do you think that it just naturally faded out into something else
1: they i think their time passed they became they were around 30 something and they started doing different projects the sound changes changed changed the influences changed. I think the bands and the and the music became possibly more sophisticated, mm-hmm. uh, away from the kind of uh, original, spontaneous, happy impulse of the beginning. Yeah, something big, yeah. D- different things developed, and, and also starting in the nineteen nineties, there's a huge proliferation mm-hmm. of bands which do not do not last very long. Yet my children Mm -hmm. who were born born around the year 2000 in in 99 my children know all these songs from the 1980s Mm -hmm. the the 1980s in spain has had an an impact and and it will not go
0: yeah 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 yeah. very i guess musically important decade. yeah yeah, for spain
1: iconic iconic bands iconic songs yeah. yeah
0: so okay so then after that after i guess the 90s came around what came of the of the people who were involved in this what is what what is like the aftermath of this genre what did they do i mean what what happened after after kind of this genre died down like did certain aspects of this genre uh like get adapted into other genres
1: okay so there is there is a there's a huge proliferation recently of of pop bands and rock bands so developments recent of think about developments some of these bands became very good quality rock bands like mm-hmm. sinistro total we have heard ayatollah yeah the uh, the band that played that song which is very punky very short yeah
0: very very short fast yeah well
1: they have become they are they are now in six more than 60 year old and they have produced wonderful rock and roll through the mm-hmm. 1990s and through the last few years okay mm-hmm. they have produced many records and they have become a, a kind of sophisticated pop and rock band yeah. okay and many other bands have proliferated in the last 10 years or so in this in this century already there is what they call and this I learned from my children <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what what they call post pop okay and we're okay. going to listen to a uh, to a couple of songs Sure. post pop um, which still has the sort of ironic, critical, breaking attitude, but it's kind of post in the sense that it is commenting on, on, on former versions of pop. Another thing we have recently, in the last 10, 15 years or so, is girls' bands. Mm-hmm. So women are finally entering the scenes with bands which are female, not only female voices, but female players as well. Yeah. And that's proliferating also.
0: Yeah. Uh, so then when you said that in the 1990s, uh, uh, like rock and roll became more of the norm, I guess rock and roll became pop in the nineties again. Yes. Uh, pop rock. Yeah, of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, pretty much what happened is that bands like, uh, what stylistic aspects would you say carried over from the eighties into that, into that nineties style?
1: what stylistic aspects are preserved
0: yeah are preserved from the 80s how did it affect like uh, the 90s i think there's and a the freshness there's okay. a
1: freshness which you can still see in many bands in the, in the 90s there's the freshness there's the spontaneity uh, there's the um, ironic lyrics ironic uh, happy joyful the sense of freedom which was very new in mm-hmm. the year 1980 has become kind of normalized and yeah. has evolved
0: yeah yeah makes sense and also I think uh, they kind of generally slowed down a lot
1: they have slowed down they are no longer yeah, punk. yeah. okay yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah I understand and uh how what do you think is like the defining characteristic of this uh of this uh, mo- movement in the 80s stylistically like when you hear a song and you're like okay this definitely came from the Atlantis, this is definitely like a spanish new wave song what is like in your opinion the most important crucial aspects of it
1: the freshness and the freedom
0: the freshness and the freedom it's those two yeah. things yeah. It, it can have any like song structure it can have any lyrics but as long as it's like kind of fresh and free the
1: the the lyrics are uh expressions of joy and freedom i would yeah say, very often Yeah. yeah And humor. Interesting. I like it a lot. So
0: I guess that this is a movement that is uh, very much still being felt uh, the effects of In Spain. I think so. Even 40 40 plus years later at this
1: point. I think so, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, We don't get over it. We don't want to get
0: over it. (laughs) Minia is pretty good. I wouldn't (laughs) want to get over it either. That's fair. Okay. Well, that kind of wraps it up for the uh, song, for the movement. But now we have to do our recommendations so professor can you shoot us your re- recommendations first okay and so
1: recommendations uh, from the 1980s iconic yep. bands yes okay. exactly so yes i think i would recommend one, two, three, four, five. one is alaska y los pegamoides alaska was in caca deluxe was in um, paralysis permanente which we have listened to but then she she was the central figure and singer of two bands Alaska y Los Pegamoides and Alaska y Dinarama in the 1980s. Another one which is fundamental with a wonderful production for, I mean, many records through the, throughout the 1980s is Radio Futura.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Golpes Bajos lasted for a short time, uh, but I think it is a must listen to in the kind of more like kind of gothic new romantic wave. A mm-hmm. very, very special sound. And we have listened to La Chica de Ayer from Nachapop. Pop. Pop, wonderful. You were saying iconic poppy band. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And I said five, so I should include La Mode. La Mode is possibly not, not uh, as well known, but also they have a very special sound.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Find them and listen to them. Yes. Yeah. People, this is for you. Find them and listen to them <laughs> right now, immediately after this episode. First activity, the following days, yeah. The following days, skin work as well. So, for me, I would, I wouldn't have you definitely know more than me in this thing, so I'm just gonna shoot off my favorites. Uh, incredible big fan of uh, Kaka Deluxe, who we'll definitely continue to listen to them after this. I adore them, I love their lo fi sound, I love absolutely everything about them. Tequila, in my opinion, very fun, heavy, uh, like a rock and roll type of thing, but yep. never pretty commercial, but at the same time, my opinion, great production and great songwriting. I think they're great I think they're very fun and also pretty I would say technically good band Uh, and I would also say uh, Paralysis Permanente Paralysis Uh, Permanente wonderful sound absolutely wonderful sound the production is great the guy's voice is great if you like gothic music if you like like classical goth Stuff like the Cure and Susie, and the Banshees and, ba- and Bauhaus. Please go listen to them. They're actually like unreasonably good. Uh, also, they r- have a ridiculously short discography of one album and two EPs, so you can get through it in like a day. So, yeah, I think that this will be it. So, thank you so much, Professor, for joining me for this genre breakdown episode. I think it was very fun. Are Did you, you not, have fun? Are you not playing, uh, we are. Oh, that after the outro. Ones. Yes, we are okay, playing good. after the outro. All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> The, the post post
0: yeah. yeah we're playing the post yeah yeah we're gonna leave you of course guys with not a music brain more like a music ending of two post um uh like uh, spanish new, new wave songs songs that, that have carried the spirit but were made after the time so uh, after the 80s so uh yeah but in terms of this episode in terms of info uh, we are done we will be leaving you guys so thank you so much for joining me professor did you have fun
1: Oh, I loved it, yeah. yeah Thank you for inviting
0: me Yeah, no problem I, Thanks for accepting So, uh, yeah, I hope you guys all enjoyed it Tune in uh, next Thursday uh, Go on the Instagram and vote uh, Whenever we have the story for guests The next guest and the genre Because I already know him and I know the genre <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and also If, uh, um, like, if uh, I, I mean, like, this uh, podcast is available on Spotify It will be up tomorrow most likely so go listen to it there and uh, yeah pretty much have a have a nice evening guys and like go go do you just need to survive tomorrow and then you go like two days break so like whatever the weekend okay see you guys goodbye bye bye
4: Y ahora me dices que este año ya no hay verano Por eso esta canción Solo quería verte Menuda suerte que tengo Algunos me llaman especial Que debería estudiar más Que son así que me va a querer Solo pienso en salir de esta ciudad Este año ya no hay verano Este año ya no hay verano Este año, no este, año no este año ya no hay verano. 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 Pero que no tengo no verano. Ten.
2: Un, dos, tres, cuatro.
5: Right I want everybody
6: to put your rope down, put your guns down, and be put in the pit, to the gravel bit, Leave your problems at home, leave your children at home. We gonna take it back underground. I beat Bobby Bones, who tang land on your mind one time. It's the jump off, so just jump off, my nigga. From the land of the lost, behold the pale horse, or poke. Follow me, Wu-Tang gotta be. The best thing since Stark's in Clark Wallabies. African killer bees, black watch. On your radio, blowing out your watch. From Park Hill the House of Haunted Hill. Every time you walk by your back, get a chill. Less bell, want to talk about skill. I spit like a semi-automatic to the grill. Elbow grease and elbow boom. Baby play me, baby fall down, go boom. Party people gather round, countdown to apocalypse. I'm the kid with the golden arms. And I'm a motherfucking hot next. Pass the blunt. My nigga don't front You had it for a minute, but it seemed like a month. Now I'm choking, smoking, hoping I don't croaking from overdosing. Dosing. Hey kid. When the mouth got you open. Hope let's ride. Can't stand niggas that flush too much. Can't stand bitches, they cost too much. Can't wanna get up and can't get touched. Can't wanna stick up and can't get stuck. I'm the one that called you block when your boy try to act tough. Remember what old Dirty said. I'm done. Now listen. Check out my grab again. All this dirty unravel. As we go. Back, back, back and forth, forth, back, back I travel back, with. back,
7: more than can As we go. Eat with the English. Extinguish styles. Extremists. Forehead beamers. Run wild as the kid with the gold cup. Step out like what? Which popping and y'all niggas drove up. Blasting. Shay yeah. shea chocolate. Sauté. Risk. Elamox. Rock those all-day. 1960s shit, I'm goldie. That's right, motherfucker, don't hold me.